Hello and welcome to the Sobirov's Law Firm show every Wednesday, 10.30 a.m. Toronto time. We are with you to present a great topic and answer your questions. It's great to see you all. And today we will be talking about Canada's new tech talent strategy. So don't go far away. Let's get started. Just a quick reminder before we start. Please note that whatever you hear in these live sessions or any content you see on social media by Savi Rob's law firm is general information only and not legal advice. While we may use certain real-life scenarios or legal cases for learning purposes, it is important to remember that this does not constitute a legal opinion. For personalized legal advice, please consult with your lawyer or hire a Canadian immigration lawyer. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to the show. This is Rahmat Sobirov, Managing Lawyer of Sobirov's Law Firm, a boutique business immigration law firm based in Toronto, Canada. I welcome you all wherever you're joining us from. Tell us where you're joining us from. That would be very interesting for us to know. Today's topic is Canada's new talent strategy, how foreign entrepreneurs and Canadian companies can benefit from it. So our audience consists of mostly foreign entrepreneurs and Canadian business owners who can benefit from this talent strategy. We will focus on Minister Sean Fraser's recent announcement, sixth announcement that he made at the Collision Conference last month, end of last month, and we will delve into the benefits for you specifically. So let's, uh, let's start first with the direct video that I took at Collision uh, Conference and listen to the minister Sean Fraser directly from himself. Yeah, for those of you who weren't at center stage uh, earlier today, we had a, uh, a big announcement. We unveiled uh, Canada's new strategy to attract tech talent from around the world. Uh, there's six different uh, key pieces to this strategy. The uh, first three involve existing programs that we needed to improve. The last three involve uh, brand new ideas that we're going to be moving forward with. Uh, the existing programs include things like the global skills strategy, getting back to a two-week timeline for processing, uh, changes to our express entry system, that's Canada's flagship economic stream for those who are not familiar with it, and having a dedicated program within express entry that's specific to STEM sectors that within a couple of weeks is going to be bringing people to Canada. Uh, the other big existing program we needed to reform was the startup visa program. That's a program with enormous potential to bring entrepreneurial uh, tech uh, professionals to Canada. We're going to start businesses here uh, and we're going to solve the challenges facing the inventory by prioritizing applications within the system and for those who are waiting for their application to be processed, give them access to an open work permit that's going to allow them and their families to be in Canada. The brand new stuff is really exciting as well. Uh, we're going to be working on a new, new stream with industry over the, the second half of this year to advance a new pathway for some of the world's most talented people to come to Canada, whether or not they have a job offer. We've also got a new digital nomad strategy we're going to be launching so people can come to Canada, work for a foreign employer for up to six months, and if they get a job offer while they're here, we're going to let them convert to a Canadian work permit. And then the last pillar of this strategy involves so what's going on in the United States. We've seen massive layoffs in the tech sector from immensely talented people who only had 60 days after they lose their job to find a new one or be told they had to leave the United States. Uh, where we saw those uh, layoffs in the news, uh, we started talking about opportunities for Canada. So on July 16th, we're going to open a new stream to allow 10,000 H-1B visa holders to come and work in Canada and potentially one day become Canadian.
So now you heard from Minister Sean Fraser directly. Now let's delve into those changes together. I have a small presentation that I will make uh, and I will wait for your questions. Get your questions ready. I'll get back to those in a moment. Okay, let's start with my presentation. So these are the six changes that uh, Sean Fraser mentioned in his announcement and there was a press release delving into the details of those changes. What I want to highlight today is the, from the perspective of business immigration, from the perspective of foreign entrepreneurs who want to come to Canada, and from the perspective of Canadian employers who want to benefit from these changes. Okay, so first one is the open work permit for 10,000 H-1B visa holders and their families in the U.S. So we are inviting all those 10,000 plus uh, people from the U.S. to relocate to Canada and perhaps establish their future in this great country. Second one is a new LMIA exempt innovation stream by the end of 2023. We will not be going into that, that much detail about that stream because we don't know the details yet. Uh, so stay tuned, follow us and we will get back with this innovation stream when it's announced in due course. And the third one, a 14-day service standard for work permits under the Global Talent Stream is coming back, which is great news for those who want to use this program and relocate to Canada in a very short period of time. Fourth is promotion of Canada as a destination for digital nomads. If you are a digital nomad working for a non-Canadian company remotely, you may consider relocating to Canada and getting the best of this wonderful country and live in Canada, work for your company remotely. Uh, the fifth is STEM specific draw under Express Entry, which has kickstarted already in, on July 5th. And we had another draw on July 5th. We will have another draw uh, recently on Francophone, STEM specific healthcare workers under Express Entry. And the last but not the least very important update is improvements to the Startup Visa Program of Canada, which is one of the most popular programs for foreign entrepreneurs to relocate to Canada. So let's, let's delve into the benefits and I will try to answer two questions today. How can these changes serve you in your relocation to Canada as a foreign entrepreneur? And second question, how can you benefit from these changes as a Canadian employer? All right, uh, from the perspective of our audience, we will go one by one the changes and the benefits of those changes to our audience. 10,000 H-1B visa holders and their families are, will be affected positively. Now what you need to do is you need to apply for a three-year open work permit for you and your spouse because once you get an open work permit, your spouse can get the same. It's, it starts July 15th, very, very soon, so get ready. And it is capped. It's limited to 10,000 applicants. Their family members are not counted into this cap of 10,000. Let both of you, the spouse or the partner, both of you work towards your permanent residence in Canada. So this is a benefit. You come work for, for your probably your company remotely at, at the beginning, but if you find a job uh, in Canada, get a job offer and you can, you can get into the PR stream quite easily. 
If your current employer has an office in Canada, H-1B visa holders, maybe you will transfer to the Canadian office and use that job offer for both the work permit status, of course you will get three, three year work permit, but also you can use that job offer to increase your chances and facilitate your permanent residence application to Canada. And ultimately the goal is, as Minister Sean Fraser mentioned in his speech, the ultimate goal is to see you as a proud Canadian citizens contributing to Canada's economy and so on. So this is one benefit. The, the benefit to the Canadian employers is a little bit different, but again, positive. You, you have now bigger and better pool of candidates to, to choose from. Canadian employers, watch out, the foreign uh, H-1B visa holders will be coming to Canada and you can benefit by hiring them quite easily. Consider, re consider, consider retaining the talent for a longer time by, doing, uh, by supporting their permanent residence in Canada. Uh, consider supporting their permanent residence efforts by giving a job offer and allowing them to use that job offer for their PR purposes. You need to look now for two types of additional workforce in the labor market. One is digital nomads, we will come to that in a, in a moment. The second one also is SUV, startup visa applicants who now, again, we will come to that, now will have an option to get a three-year work permit. So now you have three categories of candidates improved that, that are improving your selection of uh, labor force or, or workforce to improve your uh, operations. One is H-1B visa holders with three-year work permit. Second, digital nomads that will be coming. You, need, you can, you can uh, attract them. And the third, SUV visa application, startup visa application uh, candidates who will be getting three-year work permits. Okay, these are all work permits and then you can also, in addition to these, candidates you can consider their spouses who will get an open work permit too. If you have any uh, talent acquisition or HR related questions related to that, you can talk to us at any time at, by going to sobirovs.com and getting a holistic uh, meeting with, with our lawyers. So next, next foreign tech entrepreneurs or tech companies can benefit from these changes. A 14-day service standard under Global Talent Stream is coming back. It used to be 14-day, but because of the pandemic, because of the backlog, it was beyond uh, much, much longer than 14 days. It's coming back according to, to Minister Sean Fraser and according to our practice, it's being uh, processed quite fast. You can come to Canada with your family as a foreign entrepreneur if, you, if you're suitable to Global Talent Stream application with your family in less than one month. In our experience, that has been the case. Existing startup visa applicants. The, according to rumors in the industry, there's a backlog of between 17,000 to 19,000 existing startup visa applications in the pipeline. So those applicants, regardless of their essential uh, nature or not, those founders of startups can now get three-year open work permit which allows them to come to Canada, work for their startup or work somewhere else while waiting for their PR application results. So 
again, you can, you can get Canadian experience or your, your, your spouse or partner can get uh, Canadian experience and you can move forward with your PR perhaps faster than the startup visa PR application. So talk, about, talk to us about your options and we will give a holistic, uh, honest opinion. Next is future startup visa applicants. So now I talked about existing one. There's a, also a potential uh, pool of future applicants now that they are more interested, more attracted to the startup visa program, which allows them to get probably three-year work permit, but it's not yet clear. It's not yet clear whether future applicants will also have that flexibility of three-year open work permit. So if you have a great innovative idea, then consider applying for PR under Startup Visa Program of Canada. Also in parallel or right after your PR application, apply for a three-year work permit to relocate to Canada sooner because the Startup Visa Program PR aspect, PR process is quite long. The last time I checked, it was 37 months to get a PR under Startup Visa program. So the sooner you, you relocate the can to Canada, the better for you and for your startup. Bring your family and diversify your PR options. Because when you are in Canada, as I mentioned, your spouse, your partner can get Canadian experience perhaps and become the principal applicant and move faster as compared to Startup Visa PR, or PR route. So reach out to Sobirov's law firm today to discuss vari various options and let us come up with the best immigration uh, strategy for you. But there is a big uh, but <laughs> in this, in this uh, announcement. Making changes to the designated organization list, probably it's coming because uh, Minister Sean Fraser emphasized certain designated organizations will probably get priority. Okay, so Canada is prioritizing startup with money injected. So if your startup is well financed, probably with these new changes, it will be facilitated. It will be prioritized by the government. Not clear, as I mentioned, if three year open work permit will be applicable to new applications. This is not very clear to us and I don't want to to uh, I don't want you to quote on me. I hope the government will give more clarity in the nearest future. Okay, now benefit from for tech entrepreneurs or tech companies, I, I, uh, the, those who are doing ICT, intra-company transfer, it, everything is as usual, like C11 work permits, intra-company transfer work permits, who, uh, and tech entrepreneurs going under that, or regular entrepreneurs going under that uh, stream. Everything is as usual, you are minimally affected. So ICT, C11 is not affected at all, so don't worry about that. Uh, our clients' applications in these streams, intra-company transfer and C11, is being processed successfully and as business as usual, okay? Existing startup visa applicants, those in tech and innovation sector, now you may have alternative pathways that can speed up your app immigration read our success stories at sobirovs.com you can we just published a success story of an ict intra-company transfer work permit holder who then obtained permanent resident status it's been uh, published recently go and check it out i hope you will relate to that story 
again, contact us to discuss all the alternatives because the more changes they, the ministry, Minister of Immigration making is making, the more complex it's become uh, to, for even lawyers to navigate through the system now. But uh, having a solid legal advice next to you will increase your chances. How do we work? Uh, last two slides. How do we work with you? We build your long-term immigration strategy. We implement your strategy and we readjust the strategy as needed because things change from week to week. Everything is um, moving forward. So contact us. We specialize in building solid immigration strategies. If we can help you, we will say yes, we can help you. If we cannot help you, we will say that too. Okay, uh, if you want an honest opinion or if you're confused now with all these new changes and moving parts, book a meeting with us. Uh, no obligation meeting. If you don't find it very useful after the meeting, no worries, we will reimburse all the fees associated with that meeting. And follow us on different social media platforms and subscribe, it will help us a lot. So now, it's time for your questions. Let's get to those questions right away. To stay updated on all things related to Canadian business immigration, check us out on social media. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter for the latest news and updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the notification bell to stay informed about the most recent immigration news, interviews with top immigration specialists, and our weekly live shows. Visit our website at www.sabiravs.com for more information or to book a consultation with our team of experts. So those who have any questions related to these changes or in general related to business immigration, Let's start with your questions. One question that came through is, what is the effect on in intra-company transfers, C11 work permit on a federal level? So, as I mentioned in my, in my presentation, there's no direct effect to those applications. They are being processed as usual, and according to our practice, our um, results that we obtained for our clients, they're processed in a, in a timely manner. So no worries there. Because of these six changes and improvements in the system, you will not be directly affected if you are an intra-company transfer or C11 work permit applicant. So don't worry about that. If you have any questions, if you are our existing client, I encourage to contact us, the, uh, the lawyers, and um, let's discuss, let's, let's uh, put Put an ease on this if you are worried about your applications. We're always open uh, for communicating with, with you. Just uh, email us at wecare.sobirovs.com and we'll try to answer your questions right away. If you have any other questions, let me know. From now on, we, will, we are also, a quick announcement, we are also uh, running a marathon, Q&A marathon. Questions from you, answers from me. So follow different social media channels. If you see an announcement of that marathon, there is a video announcement coming up very soon. Under that video, put your questions down and I promise each and every question will be answered by my team or by myself for sure. And try to, uh, try to relate it to business immigration and investor immigration, which is our specialty. 
Also, you can ask questions about tech immigration, PNP programs for entrepreneurs, startup visa programs, program, and, and so on. So we are here to answer your questions anytime uh, throughout the social media platforms. Okay, another question that comes in, came in usually is, uh, it's one of the FAQs that I receive all the time. The question is, do I need an immigration lawyer, a business immigration lawyer for my business immigration application? Or can I do it with an immigration consultant or, any, or myself? I would say, of course, you can, do, you, can, you can choose to do it yourself. You can choose to do it with your family, friends, or, or whatnot. But there are a lot of legal aspects, legal procedures that business immigration entails. It's not an easy form-filling exercise. It's a strategy building. It's business plan drafting and, and revising. There are so many compliance and legal aspects that you better go with an immigration lawyer who does it on a, con on a daily basis and has the wide knowledge of ins and outs of business immigration programs that are constantly changing, to be honest. Look at the startup visa applications. Now they are completely changed. The dynamics have changed, but it remains one of the best programs and one of the most popular programs. And you, you, you know recent changes to the C11 work permit applications, which is still a great program for some of, the, some of you who are watching us. Going with immigration lawyer who is licensed under Law Society of Ontario or any other law societies in Canada, will make you a better, uh, will, will lessen the risks associated with refusals and whatnot. And more importantly, once you apply and something goes, there's a hiccup in the process, lawyers are best fitted to answer all the questions of Canadian authorities, even go to federal court, which is the privilege of the lawyers to go to federal court to argue your case and to, to launch a judicial review procedure if you get refused. So going with the lawyers, going with the professionals who are doing it on a daily basis and with a success rate as, as high as you, as you can imagine. So it, it is a better option for you if you go with immigration lawyer. But if you disagree with me, please leave, leave a comment. I am always open to criticism, to constructive discussion and feedback. I would appreciate your feedback on this video too. So any questions from the audience, we will wait for two more, uh, 20 more seconds and we will say goodbye for today's show. Every, fr every not Friday, sorry, every Wednesday at 10.30 a.m. Toronto time, we are here with you to answer your questions and, and give you feedback if you have any confusion. Uh, you can follow us at uh, sobirovs.com website. It's being updated with success stories regularly. And we also publish some stories of refusal and how we handle refusals too. So go and check it out. Thank you for joining me today for all your feedback and all the questions that I received. A few questions, of course, not, not many. Next time, Wednesday Live is with you again. See you next week. Enjoy the rest of the week. Bye-bye.